0: I see you. Yeah, you. Flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases? Or one-size-fits-all quick-fix schemes that never seem to fit? My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world-changers who are tired of the status quo. Willing to throw it all up to see what sticks. Willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. Welcome back to In the Red with Anthony Hart, a podcast for you, a podcast for me, and I know it's been a minute. We've we've taken some time off, and we're going to talk about that today. We're really going to center this, uh, this conversation, this podcast episode, around a word that I think uh, is a struggle for a lot of us. Uh, I will say thank you to all my overthinkers who are in the room, because I'm going to be talking to you today. If you're an overthinker like me, man, I struggle with so many things in this mind. Um, The beautiful thing as a man, I have this space called a nothing box. If you've ever heard of, never heard of this concept, it is how men can just go to a place and really have nothing going on. Our wives or the women in our lives who struggle because Morgan, my wife, says that she has what looks like a spaghetti noodles in her head with all the things she's constantly thinking about. And she'll see me sometimes being look- what is in deep thought. And she'll be like, what are you thinking about? And from a perspective of hers, when she's in that state, she's thinking about about 15 million things. And she'll be like, what are you thinking about? I'm like, "Mm, nothing. (laughs) We have this habit where we can just go in the space and just block off all content for a minute. I, I know I have that ability. It doesn't mean that there's not a million things in our head. We just have this ability, innate, unnatural, I don't know, To go to a space in our mind and just be in a dimension that's on in itself, the problem is when we get out of that space, all the issues, all the thoughts are still there waiting on us. So it's not a space where it, it saves us from anything. Maybe it just kicks the thinking down the road a little bit, the problems, the issues, whatever it may be. It is a nice space to go off to sometimes, but you have to be very careful about hanging out in there because before you know it, the problems just continue to compound. But I am an overthinker by um, my own declaration, as many as as much as the people in my life. I'll find myself many times telling my wife that if she only knew how much time I spent thinking about getting her something, then she would feel as blessed as if I always bought her something when I thought about it. I'm notorious, especially during the Valentine's Day seasons and all of those of being so stuck in my head of what to get her. Would she, buy Would she buy this? Would she wear this? Is this her size? Is this her color? All these things. I cannot tell you the amount of moments I've sat there with something in my hands and I should buy this and eventually walking out with nothing for fear that she wouldn't enjoy it at all. And I'm, I don't want to waste money on something. So I can, I'm not as bad now, but I used to stand in front of the deodorant aisle and just have in a, inside conversations with myself about, because you've heard all the things. Does this deodorant, if you use the same one over and over, does it lose its ability to give you antiperspirant protection? All these things. Does this smell good? Should I swap deodorant brands for a while? Should I use this one? I like this one better. Should I use roll-on? All of the things. Overthinkers, this is a place. It is a thing for those of you that don't struggle with it. If you know someone in your life who does, give them grace and mercy. And I'll tell you, that's kind of been where I've, the mindset I've been on for this hold for the In The Red podcast is I have an idea of where I want it to go. I have a place that I really see. There's a niche, if you will, if you use that word, uh, a space that I really see it thriving in or reaching out to. If you know anything about me, I'm big on conversation. And the one thing I've kind of, I don't want to say regretted, but I wish And it will be coming soon, but I have to continue this and where it is right now to build the steam up. Is that it's only been my voice, with the exception of our interview that we did with my boy Jay Stallings. It's just been me talking to you. And I hope it's conversational, although it's just me. I hope I'm putting you in a space in your head where you're having a conversation, maybe asking the right questions or pondering something I've said and said, Man, how does that apply to me? Or does that apply to me? I hope that's. Even though it's a one-way podcast, I hope there's some conversation that is being incited, whether it be with you and yourself or with people in your life to really invite people into that space. As we've talked about a lot of things, whether it be affection, feelings, Um, we've talked about a range of emotions. But the one thing I want to talk about today is this word, direction, direction. Think about that for a minute. What does that word mean to you? direction. It can be, I'm standing somewhere and I'm wondering which direction do I go? I may be working for somebody and I'm waiting for them to give me direction. Whatever it is, it is a point, a direct, a a, a movement. It's not the movement, but it's something directing you towards a direction, towards a movement. And see, it's hard even say direction or define direction without using direction. It's weird, isn't it? Um, but I've been thinking a lot about this because with this podcast, I have a direction that I wanted to go. and it you can begin to base a direction if wrongfully or rightfully, a little bit of both. But how many of you have ever been a place in your life and you feel like you know your direction? but you constantly are stuck going in that direction and you wonder why you you don't succeed or there's a limitation in that direction. I want to ponder this to you today because I've found a lot of people, and I've even found this in my own headspace, my own life, that what if the worst direction we could take is based off someone else's misdirection? I'm going to say that again. What if our or the biggest mistake we make when it comes to direction or which direction we take is because it's based off someone other, someone else's misdirection. Think about that for a minute. So let's say you're in a space now where you recently married and you're about to have kids. So now you begin to think about this. I, I use this example because it's one that I really had to evaluate early on. We now have three kids and our youngest is 11. So we've not only dove, we've been in the deep end for a while and I have two teenagers, one at 16 and about ready to drive. And I'll tell you, the difficulty level goes up exponentially once they get to this age. They can take care of themselves, but there's still some things, still some things. So you think about this direction as a parent, you're like, I want to be a good parent. So what is the direction of a good parent? As a pastor, I counsel people and sit with people in conversation who have struggled with this, who have not had good parental role models in their life. Their parents weren't good or for many just weren't even there. I think we live in a day and time. If we look through society, there is so many homes with broken marriages. There's so many homes where only one of the parents are there or, because of divorce, that maybe their boyfriend or girlfriend has lived in that space and really haven't bought into being a parent other than just being there with their their mother or their father. So the relationship there is very broken, limited, whatever it may be. So I've spent time speaking to people who, when you talk to them about parenthood and all this, they their desire is to be a great parent. But The verbiage they use is, I want to be a better parent than my parent was to me. Now, that seems to be a great direction, right? Like, I'm moving in the right direction. I'm going to be a better parent than my parent was to me. They sucked. They were not good. They failed miserably. They should have done all these things, but they didn't. So I'm going to move in the opposite direction of that. Here's the hang-up. Because now, if you think about a compass, a compass is something that tells you you're heading or the direction you're looking at based off of a North pole, based off a constant. Okay. So when you think about that perspective, there's something that's always right. Now I can move, I can rotate my body all I want, but there's one thing that always stays constant. And everything else, if I aim, if I'm aim south, that's based off of the constant north. If I'm base, if I'm facing uh northwest, that's based off of the difference between the constant north. So when we have a a heading or a what we assume is a constant, which is not constant, that was never constant, that has been a fluctuating thing, then our direction changes based off a broken heading, a broken constant. So now us being a good parent stems from being better than a broken parent that was not good. So it really sets the bar low when we think about it because we only have to be better than they were. So that's one thing. Your broken heading, your broken constant will limit you to only being better than them, which prevents you from being your best self. Your limited perspective based off being better than them will limit you from being your best self. The second thing is this, whether you like it or not, you learned how to be a parent or not to be a parent by watching your parents, by watching others. And if you've had broken models around you, if you've not been around good role models for being a parent, you have been given bad parenting habits. It's ingrained in you. If you were around parents who yelled all the time, guess what your first reaction is going to be in an emotional moment with your kids? You're probably going to, yell you're probably going to raise your voice it's whether you like it or not it's something you will have to be very conscious of and the biggest problems in our life is when emotions creep in when something happens and we're not trained this is uh, a mindset from the military so before we ever went to war or went, went to a place where, where there could be battle or we should or we might have to be encountered with uh, damage control techniques like firefighting and things like that. We trained for those moments because we hope we never had to go to them. But if we did, we hoped in a moment of now you got to go that you would be able to respond because of the training you did. That's why you go to boot camp to untrain you from the way you've lived life and to get you mind your mind right with what you might have to do. And if you have to make a snap decision. Nine times out of 10, because of the training, because of the resources and the time and energy they put into you to not only undo some things, but also to train you towards something that you'll respond in the right direction. And if you can get enough people in the moving in the right direction, then the struggle, the fire, whatever it may be, will be handled. So it's just natural for us if we've we've never had a good constant in our life, then even though we're trying to be better or we're basing our better version off of that, we could still, on that broken constant, be tied to it. Direction. Direction. So for this podcast, I've really had this mindset of what I wanted the direction to be. But when I begin to think about this, it was, well, I don't want it to be like all the rest. I don't want it to be like this or like that. And you can be very consumed in trying to make something that's not like everything else and never have a clear idea on what you want it to be. I know I'm being very open today. If you've been here with me since the beginning, I promised you that. I promised you that from the get-go. I don't hide my faults. We're not going to walk around thinking we're perfect. We're not. I'm right here with you, and I'm an overthinker. Hi, I'm an overthinker and my name's Anthony. So well, you're in the meeting with me today. So I've really been overthinking the direction of this because I have some things I want to I want to do with this. And the problem with direction is too, if you have a constant north and you're aimed in the opposite direction, you don't have to just, it would be nice if we did, just completely do 180 and head the direction that you th- that you know you're supposed to be in sometimes modifying our direction gets us closer to the place we're supposed to be. But overthinkers, like I get in my head, I'm like, I want to do more of this. So I'm just not going to do anything until I can do that. And then we don't have a podcast for almost two months. I blamed it on my wife. Uh, This is funny. Remember the last episode, I said I was going to bring my wife in and interview her and have her sit down with me. And then life got busy. And she could never find the time to do it. And I know that's a whole another episode on being intentional and finding time because we probably could have, but we didn't. So I would just constantly blame her and she would blame me and all the things. So now here we are two months later and you're just talking with me and she's not on here yet, but she will be. We're going to make space for that because she has an amazing journey, one that has gone through a lot of ups and downs, one where she almost committed suicide and coming out of last month, Suicide Awareness Month in the month of September. I want you to hear her story because I know there's people out there, overthinkers like me, uh, people who are tied to a broken direction in their life. They're trying to be better parents than their parents. All these things bring stress and drama to us because what we want to be, what the area, the direction we're trying to get to is constantly hindered because we don't have a true North. So we're basing the direction we're even walking on a broken constant. I, I didn't do a lot of hunting growing up. My dad's a big avid hunter, and I remember him telling stories about when he would walk out in the woods. Because you generally walk out in the middle of dark, like right before the sun comes up, so it is dark, and you would constantly try to find uh, a pathway out that you remember this um, this little waypoint, whatever it is. This tree is broken here. This stump. This rock. And I remember the times I did go with him. And at an early age, I would, I would try to do the same thing. And then I would get out to the tree stand or the space we were going to set up to hunt. And as the light come up, nothing looked the same. Like you start imagining what this is or what that is. And then when the sun comes up, you're like, oh, that's not anything what I thought it was. So then all my waypoints are gone. He was very good at this because here's why he was good at this. He knew this place, this property, this, this area that we were always going to be going to, because he went there in the day. He would always scout out the place we were going to hunt. He would go when the sun was up, he would get a pathway. He knew this and knew that. So when he was walking in, he wasn't walking in based on a blind, um, connection to, direction. He wasn't walking in on a broken constant. He knew where he was going. He knew where he was starting and he knew the pathway to get there. In other words, the constant was what he knew to be true when the lights were on, when the sun was out, when the day was there. And because I was walking in, realistically, I had no constant. I didn't know what I was moving towards or from. I just knew I was trying to get to a place. Now, knowingly or unknowingly, now I look back on that and realize I did have a constant. Now, if my dad would have ran out of me and put me in a tree stand and run away, I would have probably got lost. But my constant was my dad. He knew the way. So I based my direction off of him. I waited sometimes until he moved and then I moved. I waited until it was time for him to go, and I followed him out. And I began to learn on the few times that I did go, where to go, how to walk, when to walk, all of those things. So I think it's like this, and I want to challenge you across the board. First and foremost, you know I'm a pastor, so I've got to challenge you this perspective. There is a constant in this life. I believe that we were created by this God who is a constant. He is forever faithful. He is forever good. And I know you're going to be told a lot of things in life. And maybe you've been told or you've experienced moments where you feel like he's not good. Maybe you went to church and church people weren't good. So you equated that to God. Guess what? That's not God. That's not the constant. That's not the North Pole. That is broken people trying to figure it out. And many of them came from broken churches. Today, if you're a Christian or you're not a Christian because of that, now you're trying to be different. Because I don't want to be that person. That person's a Christian. I don't want to be that Christian. So you're basing where you're walking, what you're doing, how you're getting by in this life off of a broken constant. Those church people were wrong. They were broken. See how one direction, one misdirection begins to compound into more and more misdirection. One bad parent makes another bad parent, which makes another one because we never are aware of the broken constants in our life. We're never aware of the things that we need to have a North pole for something that is good. If I want to be a good parent, I need to have a good constant in my life because then I know when I'm off course then I know when I'm not headed in the wrong direction because I'm aspiring closer. If I want to be successful in my business, I don't need to listen to people who are not not successful. If I'm looking for a job, I don't need to look for people who are broke without a job. If I need to have a better marriage, I don't need to talk to a bunch of people who have been divorced time and time again if I want to be a better parent, I don't lean back on memories of how not to be a broken parent like my parent. So as a pastor, I want to challenge you today. There is a constant, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, whether you choose or don't choose to agree with it. I believe there is a God and he loves you. He believes in you. He created you with a purpose. And broken moments, broken people, broken habits in your life can distract you and lead you down the wrong path. This scripture, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. See, in other words, when you understand he is a constant, And this is where a lot of people who want to distract you and say, well, he's not a constant. I want to share this real quick with you. It's a space of my head's been kind of thinking about. I was reading just the other day in Genesis when God and Abraham met for the first time. God told Abraham, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, and I'm going to bless you with a great nation. At one point, he tells him, look at the stars in the sky, and that's going to be your legacy. The amount of children and children and children, the generations that will come out of you. And I will bless the world because of you. So then Abraham goes to his wife, and I'm sure he shares this with her. God told me he's going to give us lots of children and he's going to out of us be a blessed nation so that we can be a blessing to the whole world. So we can share this relationship he has with us, with the whole world. Well, Sarah, his wife was old too. And they begin to think and live this out. And slowly, I'm sure there's a lot of, Oh, the North was not what God said, but the North was now this expectation of when it was going to occur. Um, he said, we're going to have kids. And Sarah at this old age had never had kids and they'd tried, couldn't have kids. So now, instead of listening to what God said, she put her own constant in place and said, well, maybe it's not me. Maybe I'm not the one that's supposed to give you this child. So she goes to Abraham and she says, Abraham, I'm old. You're old. Take my younger servant, Hagar lay with her and have a child. God told us you were going to have children. And if I can't give it to you, then I have to make sure that I do everything I can for this to come to pass. So Abraham has relationship with Hagar and sure enough, she gets pregnant. And you know, in this moment, the very first one to come to Abraham and hold him accountable and tell him he's wrong was Sarah, the very one that told him, to do it. Because broken waypoints in your life don't automatically fix, don't automatically correct. They're going to remind you of your misdirection. They may be good now, but they will be a constant reminder that you're not aimed in the direction you're supposed to be. Now we fast forward this a little bit because God promised Abraham, he said, I will bless out of you. I'll bless a nation. I'll bless your children. Well, Sarah and Abraham restore themselves and eventually Sarah births Isaac. She has a child, the one that God had intended. And then in this season of Isaac and Hagar's son, Ishmael, so Abraham has two sons with two different women, Sarah begins to see the, the difference the way Isaac and Ishmael are. And she wants her son to get the intention and all the things and to be in the right space. So she rejects Hagar and Ishmael and sends them away, kicks them out of the camp and they're forced to leave. And we find in Genesis, Hagar gets to a place where they've eaten the last of their food and she puts Ishmael under a tree because she doesn't want to hear his last breath. She doesn't want to be there when he dies, knowing that they're both going to die. She puts him off to the side under a tree and she walks away and begins to pray. And it says, God shows up and he said, I heard the cry of your son. Now, I want you to focus here for a minute. He didn't say, I heard your cry when you were praying. He said, I heard the cry of your son, which I believe speaks to a place where he says, I heard the cry of your son because I made a promise to his dad. I promised his dad that out of him would be a great nation, that all of his offspring, that I would be a bless, I would provide for to position them to be a great nation because he tells Hagar, I see you, I see you and your son and out of your son will come a great nation. Now, if you know the history of Islam, Ishmael, what many believe, and even in the Islamic faith, believe Ishmael was the beginning of Islam. Now there's a mess, all you Christians up there, out there. So you're saying God blessed the son, blessed the, the man who would become Islam. Now, well, I'm Isaac was the Jewish God. See, we serve a God who is always faithful to his promises. Did he approve of what Abraham did? No. Did he approve of what Sarah told him to do? No. But he said, I'll bless you and I will bless your offspring. And he did. He held his part of the bargain. I believe to each and every one of you, the constant is this. God is a faithful God. He is always good. He will always do what's good for you, may not be good to you, you may not like it. It may be inviting you to do something different. It may be inviting you to walk away from something you've enjoyed in the past, something that you feel has defined you. The hardest part is becoming a Christian and opening up this Bible and it challenging you to think differently, to walk differently, to, to live differently. And so many people read it, don't like it, walk away from it, and then struggle in the same places because they never corrected their constant. See, even when we have a constant, we can choose to become misdirected by walking away from it. But it doesn't change the constant. I want to share this just briefly with you today, this prayer as we leave. I know this got really religious at the end and maybe you're not here for the religious content. Maybe you're here uh, as a business owner, as a parent or as a person, whatever it is. I hope you've got something out of this. If you have broken constants in your life, you need to correct that. If you wanna be a better parent, you need to go find a good parent and you need to begin to live life with them and share moments and conversation with them. If you wanna be a better business owner, you need to go find someone who's been successful, not to do it like they do it, but to watch their habits, to watch their mindsets, to watch their process. Begin to change the information that you've been given. Don't do something just to not be somebody else. Go be who you're supposed to be. Can I pray with you? Father, we thank you today for this conversation, for this moment on direction. I pray that we would all lean in a little bit and learn that we don't have it all figured out. We don't have all the answers. We're limited because of what we've experienced. So what's our constant? I pray that we would begin to ask you that. Your word says, ask and we shall receive. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Seek and you will find. That tells me that there is a constant. And when I'm misdirected or I'm offline, if I just ask, if I just seek for the right direction, seek for the right answer, seek for the right way, that I'll find it. I pray that all of us on this call, on this podcast today, who are listening, wherever they're at, will begin to evaluate their life, the misdirections in their life, the places they've been stuck in, the heading they've been going down and continue to find themselves walking away from where they want to be. Help us to see the constant. Help us to understand that you are the constant and that you desire to give us a heading based off of you, a direction that gets us closer to you. Because when we get closer to you, we get back to that better valued person, that better version of who you created us to be. Father, we thank you for this moment. We give it to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope this has helped you. I hope you're going to be here with us for the next In the Red podcast episode. I don't know where we're going next, but I know this. We are going to continue to walk, getting closer and closer with every step to the direction that we're called to, that we're headed, that we're going to, based off the constant, that there's a good God who wants us to make a difference in the world around us. Be blessed. Have an amazing day. Come on, let's go.